Welcome back to the Saved and Savage podcast, where we try to inspire people of faith to live outside the norm. Today's guest is Nate the Great Marquardt. He had about a 20-year mixed martial arts career with 15 in the UFC. He fought just about everyone there was to fight, including Anderson Silva. He's got wins over guys like Tyron Woodley and Damian Maya. This is the Saved and Savage podcast. I want to just jump right on into this so we don't eat up any of your time. Um, but yeah, okay. like, I, like I was saying, it's just a huge honor to have you on the show, man. Like, I don't think some people know how big of like a pioneer, like a real pioneer of the sport you are. Like you fought forever and fought every, like fought everybody and all over the world. And uh, it's just really cool to have you on the show. Um, like you were, let's see, you were Strikeforce champ, right? And, Correct, yeah. And Pancrase, King of Pancrase, um, yeah. which uh, my buddy Andy Main, he, uh, he was King of Pancrase, and he always jokes because, like, nobody really knows what that is. They're like, King of Pancakes. <laughs> yeah, I heard that before. That's funny. Yeah, so um, that's cool, man. You fought forever. Am I missing anything? I feel like you've fought everywhere. You've had tons of titles, and what am I missing? No, no. Uh, I'm just curious. What you said, your buddy Andy. What weight division? Andy Main fought 145. Okay. And he uh, he's on with um, Bellator now, but he's okay. up in up in New Jersey. Nice. Yeah, right. he's a great guy. I kind of met him just, I was uh, getting ready for a fight and I was up in New Jersey visiting my wife's family and I had a buddy who had, well, he had beat me, <laughs> and so, but he was up there. I was like, hey man, is there any place to train up here? So I went over there and that's how I, I met Andy the first time was him punching me in the face. Uh, so, <laughs> so that was about it. Then we did an event here like a couple years later um we were working with justin wren we uh did a uh a kickboxing event at my church in the sanctuary and we were trying to raise money to build water wells for the pygmies with justin wren and so andy came down just to be as like a guest judge for the for the event it was so that's kind of how we all kind of got connected yeah very cool that's awesome but yeah, so let's jumping into some questions. How did you get started in fighting? Like it's been a long time. You got you had your first pro fight in '99, came over to the UFC in two two thousand five. But how did you kind of get into fighting? Did did you start with wrestling or any other kind of background, or just kind of jumped in both feet into MMA? Well, yeah, I, I saw the UFC. I saw UFC one, two, and three on video and decided that's what I wanted to do. <clears throat> At the time, I was playing basketball. and That's a bit of a so switch. I, yeah, yeah. But I I really loved the fact that Hoist was able to beat guys that much bigger than himself, just basically using technique and endurance. Mm -hmm. And and so I was small at the time, so I, that, that really intrigued me. And so I started training. I, I found, I looked at, two or three different gyms and pick the best one that they taught stand-up fighting as well as ground fighting. And so that's, that's basically where I started. I started competing like jujitsu tournaments about six months later. And then I think I had my first fight. Uh, yeah. About two years after I started. So wow. 
Did you go straight into pro or like was there some amateur fighting involved or you just went? Yeah, I had a few amateur like, I mean, back then it was like professional was, you know, you make $50. Right, right. right. (laughs) (laughs) It was was like in a basement or something. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, like, so yeah, my first amateur fights were gym fights. Just Oh, really? uh, Yeah, like a, a, a guy in California that we were, that our gym was kind of, friends with and we're like hey let's fly some guys out and fight each other oh that's so great (laughs) (laughs) that's funny so so, like you've had has all these fights um do you have any moments that stick out like when it comes to fighting like any any big moments like big wins or like anything like that kind of stick out throughout your whole career yeah i mean so yeah basically a 20-year career a lot of things that stick out yeah i'm sure uh, I think, you know, the biggest things were, well, I fought, I fought Anderson Silva in 2007 for the title. Uh-huh. Uh, I was fighting really well and then and lost in the first round, though, right at the end of the first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's how it goes. That was, that was my shot, you know, and, uh, came close to getting a shot a couple other times, but, um, then I, uh, 2012, I won the welterweight strike force title against tyron woodley who was undefeated at that time so that was that was probably my biggest win and one of my best fights for sure it was yeah. a really good fight a lot of action a lot of uh cool techniques displayed and power and speed and endurance and just toughness everything everything was displayed in that fight and, and uh so that that was really good fight i fought uh damian maya uh finished him in he was like 20 some seconds and wow uh, that was pretty cool because he was on a tear at the time mm-hmm. as well you fought polaris too didn't you yeah Rizumar polaris man uh same thing yeah he was well i mean he's dangerous very dangerous yeah fighter very dangerous submission guy so uh i'd rather get punched yeah. in the face than get my knee ripped off <laughs> that guy that guy yeah. was dangerous man with those leg locks it was insane it was insane and yeah. yeah to be willing to like sign on the dotted line and say yeah i'll fight that guy like that takes that takes guts man and i guess <laughs> confidence confidence too in your own technique and your training and like your team and all that too but i mean that guy it seemed like he didn't want to stop either once he got your leg and like you're tapping and the refs pulling you apart i was like jesus guy but that's yeah that's that was weird. the thing with it you yeah you realize that like you said if he gets a hold of something he's going for it so he, he doesn't, he would just go for something all out. So, yeah. um, and his body type was really difficult for that. But at the same time, I, you know, that was actually one of my favorite things back when I first started was leg lock. So oh, wow. I felt pretty prepared for that. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, a lot, a lot of fun memories fighting. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned fighting Anderson, um, and one of the things I like to talk about on the show is actually I, I like to talk about how to bounce back from defeats, how to take, because I think, I think there's so much that we can learn from in fighting, not just, uh, not just from wins, but losses, because like in life, we win and lose all the time. You know, you, you make a deal, like a business deal, and you didn't realize that the guy was a crook and like you just lost your life savings because the guy just ran, you know? So like, I love to talk about how, how people bounce back. So how are you able to bounce back from a loss or, or two losses? How do you, how are you able to uh, move on from that? Well, I think 
maybe the biggest thing is, well, I, I mean, I don't know if it's a big thing. A huge thing is if, if a loss, basically, if it ruins your world, then, then that's a problem in the first place that that was your world, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, obviously, we have the Christian worldview, so the most important thing in my life should not be my career. It should only be God and his purpose. So uh, definitely, I mean, that's, uh, you know, I've, I've had to learn that lesson the hard way, actually, a couple times, it seems like. Uh, and definitely, that's, that's really what led to my, you know, I would say my salvation, really, is that uh, <clears throat> God was merciful on me. And even, even though I was, had my career as a false idol, um, he kept calling me. And, and, uh, so after two losses in a row, that's, that's really what caused me to surrender. So, wow. but yeah, I think, uh, I don't know, just maybe also, uh, being strong willed and, uh, believing that if you, if you believe that you were created for something or that, um, you have a destiny, I guess you could say it that way. Uh, yeah, I would say just that you're created for something and for a purpose. And I believe that my purpose is mixed martial arts as far as, you know, spreading the gospel and, uh, being in this mix of people, this different group of people yeah. where there aren't, there's not a lot of light in the sport. So, yeah. Yeah, so one of the big purposes of this podcast is to grow a community of believers that are living outside the norm. And so, like, you're talking about, you know, having purpose. And, like, uh, we know the, the Word of God says that, uh, that we were uh, made on purpose to do good things. And I think one of the yeah. big things that, like, we miss is, like, sometimes we miss those good things that we ought to be doing because we're focused on all the bad things, all the, the stressors in our lives, the anxiety that, I mean, even from the current state of our, our country and the world, you know, we focus on all these other things and we miss out on the good things that we're put on this earth for. You were talking about like Christian worldview and like your faith. So did you grow up in church or did you, you said you like had a couple losses and that kind of brought you back. So did you grow up in church and then kind of like just stray away from your relationship with Jesus or did you have like some big um awesome story where God got a hold of you like, you know, Saul and that whole Saul Paul experience. You know, uh, how did that come about? Yeah, I would say I'd say both. It was oh, right. like, I grew up in church and but then I would say like when I was like 13, 14, my, my family as a kid got torn apart okay. and I saw the really ugly side of uh, like abusing God's grace, I guess you could call it. Uh -huh. And I, I just, this, I just kind of grew up thinking, okay, that's what Christianity means is like you live. However, yeah. you just get, you just don't go to hell in the end, which is, yeah, that's part of it, but that's yeah. a very, uh, that's, that's not the full gospel. The full, the, the full gospel is that God transforms us. And, yeah makes us new creations and and so i learned that when i was 33 <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible man yeah <laughs> that's incredible so in past uh interviews i was watching you on what was it ariel hawani you were telling him that you wanted to do uh some mission work now this interview happened yeah. a couple years ago have you have you been able to do any of that like have, have you gone any places or places you want to go oh yeah i mean 
I go, I'm on mission all the time. So right. it's, it's funny, right? Yeah, we think of like missionaries, like there's something special, but uh, we're all supposed to be missionaries. Right. It's just, you know, how, what that means as far as like, do you leave your homeland to go spread the gospel? And that's, uh, I've definitely, I've done that. Last year I did it in Turkey and uh, we had a lot of fruit come out of that. That's and actually cool. some people that I'm still really connected, closely connected with from that, uh, people that were converted and uh, people that I've been able to disciple with, uh, with, you know, our church as well. And so that's been awesome. And uh, currently we are in transition. We sold our house and we're on our way to Thailand, but right now we're in Texas at our friends. Dude, that's so we cool. That's that, yeah, we were, we were visiting and the, the borders, the close, the, Borders were closed, so they're still closed. <laughs> Do you have connections? I guess you have connections in Thailand? Yeah, well, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm actually, so I retired 2017, and I'm making a comeback, and so I wanted different training, and also I believe God's calling us out, you know, to, the, to Thailand, you know, that we've had... So a lot of confirmation about Thailand. So, dude, I've got some really awesome people in Thailand in Phuket. That's awesome. Um, really? Okay. Yeah, they're missionaries out there. And okay, which city are they? I'm curious. Uh, well, they're in they're in Phuket. I don't know exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know exactly like where they that's, are. That's that's where that's where we're going. And I'm gonna have to hook you up with them. Yeah, I, I thought all the missionaries were in Chiang Mai and well, Bangkok. But, well, okay. they well they were undercover for a, for a while. Yeah. I think they they just got like their official like religious visa, oh, um, which yeah. they're still working on. Like they got a little bit of like funding that they have to raise for it. But I mean, just some of my favorite people on the whole world um, are there. So like, it's my wife's cousin oh. and her husband. And they've got two two little boys, and they're just some of the greatest people you could ever meet, some of the realest people you could ever meet. So I'll have to, like, hook you up with them uh, when awesome. you get yeah, out there. Definitely. Um, but, yeah, that's exciting, man. That's exciting. Uh, so you're heading out to Thailand, but you're in Texas now. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, heading out there. That's awesome. So what makes you so outspoken about your faith? I think some people, like, a lot of people, like, check the box, like, Christian when they're filling out paperwork. But... Some people like go their whole lives and their neighbors never know that they have this faith in Jesus. So like, what do you think makes certain people outspoken about faith and other people a little more like introverted or closet Christians, if you will? Yeah. I mean, that's, I think there's a lot to answer that question. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I believe first of all, that there, there are a lot of people that are deceived that think that they're saved, but they really haven't believed in the Lord. I mean, mm -hmm. if, Think about it, if we really believe in Jesus, we believe that the day is coming. We believe that, you know, judgment's coming for non-believers, our non-believing friends and family. Well, why wouldn't we be sharing with them? Right. So, I mean, that that's definitely part of the problem. Uh, but then also, I believe just, yeah, that, that people can grow in their faith and their understanding and uh, in their relationship with God. And the closer you get with God, as far as, in your relationship right obviously it with the believer god lives in us his mm -hmm. spirit lives in us but not not all believers are are i don't know what the word is they're, they're not um 
they're not focused on that relationship like they should be. Yeah. And and so I think the more that you focus on that relationship, that union with Christ, that the more fruit of the spirit, the more bold you get, the more everything is just just grow yeah. as a Christian, grow to be more like Jesus, etc. I think some people mistake even because we use the term believe, like believe in Jesus, kind of like we use the term believe for like believing in Santa Claus, you know, it's yeah. it a little confusing, but like real belief, I think changes you and yep. it, it, it causes you to change. It causes you to move too, not just like, not just like you believe in Santa Claus. So like you go to bed early on Christmas Eve as a kid, but like similarly in a different way, if you really believe in Jesus and you really believe that he did what he did and he is who he says he is, then that's going to make you change your life, but it's also going to make you want to do things so other people come to the saving knowledge of who Jesus is. So um, That's right. I, think, I think another one too, like one that I always talk about is in Revelation, you know, there's uh, this scripture that talks about like all these people that are going to be going to go to hell, right? It's Revelation 21, 21, 8, I think. Don't quote me on that one. But anyway, it's, uh, it talks about liars and witchcraft and like uh, sexual sin and idolaters and it says all these things and then at the end it also says cowards like it throws cowards. cowards in with all these people that like like socially we would say oh yeah of course they're going to hell but then it's like man but what about me am I am I being a coward when it comes to my faith or am I being outspoken about my faith because I think we can't help but like if we're going to believe that all these other people are doomed then if we aren't being courageous with our faith and i think we have to assume the same thing right. yeah right it's the, the cowards are the are it's unbelief right if yeah. we yeah exactly so um you're exactly right that that uh yeah i don't know just just everything you said yeah. spot on it's, yeah i got a few rapid questions the way we do this podcast i throw a bunch of kind of random questions at the end just kind of give our listeners a, an insight on who you are outside of the ring outside of the cage um somebody i got five of them for you all right just whatever you think first one is toughest opponent uh toughest opponent uh that'd be tough to say but just the one out doesn't maybe think, okay let me think toughest toughest Maybe Misaki, Misaki Kazuo is a Japanese guy. Yeah. All right. All right. So, how about the hardest hitter? Hardest hitter. Uh, probably. I would think. Oh, you know, probably Hector Lombard. Oh yeah. Yeah. That guy's built like a tank too. All right. So. Uh, Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat? Oh, uh, I don't know. I liked them both. I guess. Oh, did you? Okay. <laughs> uh, favorite local restaurant? Local restaurant? I always find the best Vietnamese restaurant. Nice. Okay. So, where, whatever city I'm in, I look for the best Vietnamese. I guess. Okay. But, you know. And what about some, uh, what is something that you're currently learning or something you recently learned, something maybe outside the box different? Currently, well, so since 2013, I've kind of 
self-taught my you know i've taught myself the guitar okay but now my son is left-handed and so i started <laughs> teaching him yeah but so i, I bought him a left-handed guitar but now we since we moved from colorado we only have a right-handed guitar so now i'm trying to teach him upside down oh, left-handed man. Guitar. So he like he holds it like a left hander, so it's upside down. You're That's so funny. So I'm trying to teach you know, figure out my own head as well. How old is your son? <laughs> He's eight. Eight. My I have a daughter. She just turned three yesterday. Oh wow. She's so That's crazy. Awesome, yeah. She's it's so crazy. Isn't it funny? Like kids, like I feel like my daughter's already smarter than me too. Like she <laughs> she's only three. She like. She's so brilliant, but, <laughs> but anyway, I really appreciate you uh, taking some time. Um, how do, how do people get in contact with you? How should people follow you on Instagram? Is that it? Yeah. I, so Instagram, I don't even know what my tag it's, is or whatever. It's Nate Markhart. It's Nate Markhart. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have a uh, Facebook and Twitter do you um, use your Twitter? Because nobody, everybody comes on this show and they're like, I've got a Twitter, but I don't really do anything with it. Just once in a while. I send all my Instagram to both Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. So, uh, but I'll make Facebook posts once in a while and yeah. usually just use Instagram. And I don't know. I, I'm not a big social media guy. No. I think if I start, once I start fighting again, I'm going to have to have somebody take that over. Yeah. That's not my thing. I don't. Actually, don't. I actually dislike it very much. Oh, do I do you? Hate it. <laughs> you there it, it comes down. out. The truth is out. You just I hate mean, it. It's foolish. It's like yeah. so many. Everyone has their opinion. They think you know that. I don't know. It's just like, and it's a huge waste of time. It's a huge mm-hmm. waste of time. Like, and I'm you know I'm guilty of it. When I have it on my phone, I start looking at stuff, and it just like wastes time. And you get lost in it, right? It's like. Yeah, it's, it's almost as bad as playing video games. Yeah, almost. So do you play video games? No, no, no. no. See, I, I had to get, I, yeah, like, I had to I kick those too. Whatever I do, I do it, you know, fully. So, yeah, yeah no social media, no uh, video games. Yeah, I kicked it for the longest time. Then my buddy got me on Call of Duty, this new one. And I'm like having to, <laughs> I'm having to like get my wife to regulate my time because I've got so much going on. <laughs> But he lives in Alabama, and, like, I live in Virginia, so. But anyway, anyway, um, thanks again for coming on. Uh, hopefully we can stay connected. I've got some, like, some things on Zoom that I want to end up doing, like bringing some guests from the show back on to, like, talk to uh, talk to people, like, be able to do some Q&A, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so if you're inter- cool. interested, just trying to grow this community, trying to inspire people to do bigger things, especially believers that are just sitting on a pew, like, or in a chair on a Sunday or Wednesday, and I'm just trying to inspire people to do things that are bigger than that. Because I think God put us here for a big purpose, not just little purpose. You know, He's a big God. He created all these awesome things, and I think He wants us to do some things like that. So um, we'll be yeah. we'll be in touch. I What's that? I said we'll be in touch. I want to if we can uh, stay connected when we go start doing those kinds of things. I'd like to bring you on. That'd be awesome. Awesome, man. Sounds good. All right, thanks a lot. You have a great day. You too. God bless. Take care. Blessings. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Saved and Savage podcast. 
If you have already liked or, sorry, rated and reviewed our podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, thank you so much. If you have not yet rated and or reviewed us on Apple, what are you waiting for? It literally takes like 30 seconds. Please take just 30 seconds. Go give us a quick rating. Drop some stars. Drop us a line. If you're listening and you're not on Apple, um, but you want to give us a comment, I know it's not really going to help us in the algorithm, but I'd love to hear from you, especially if you're like from another country, if you're from like Canada or Kuwait or I don't know. We've got some evidently we've got like at least one subscriber from Australia. So if you're any of those people, I love to hear from you. Um, just send us a message over on our Instagram at saved and savage, no dots or underscores, none of that stuff. Um, we're going to be moving some things, trying to make some things happen in the next few weeks to help grow this community even more with zoom calls, zoom meetings, um, merchandise. I've been working on some designs for those, but anyway, thanks so much for your subscribes, your likes, your comments, all those things. They mean so much. You can't understand how much they really mean. Um, I don't think I have anything else to say except Remember to stay blessed and stay savage.